What's good, everybody? First, before you listen to this podcast, I just want to say I love you guys and just appreciate with all my heart. Um, I hope everybody's doing super well. I also want to talk about the new hit show, Tea with Gary V, every morning, 9 a.m. Eastern on Facebook Live, facebook.com slash Gary, um, Tea with Gary V, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., two hours of me doing Q&A with people individually the deepest, deepest in-depth that I've ever done, more than Ask Gary V. I'm super excited about it. It's on facebook.com slash Gary every morning at 9 a.m. Eastern. It's a smash if you go on social media, people are freaking out. Maybe my best content pillar ever. West Coast, wake up at that 5.45 time, brush your teeth and get on it. We got a lot of West Coast people on it. Hope you enjoy it. Hope I see you there. Love you guys, see ya. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. All right, all right, all right. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, how y'all feeling tonight? That's the type of noise and energy I need. I need for everybody to stand on their feet right now. For my guy, the one and only, he has done amazing things. You guys are only here for this man. Gary V! So what you saying, though? You know I'm the man, though. Yo. Yo, what up? What's good? What is good? Damn, I'm in the shit. All right, got that. What's good, Atlanta? What's up? What's up? What's up? Sit, sit. Let's not waste time. I appreciate the love, for real. Yo, yo, yo. It's good to see you. So first... Sending a little love to my man, Keed. He got caught up, so I'm gonna give this uh, keynote solo, which I'm excited about. Also, I don't know where the mics are for the Q&A or where they're set up, but I'm gonna kind of lay down some opinions, some thoughts, and then I'd love to do as much Q&A as possible. What's good, what's good, bro? Thank you. So look, the energy in here is fucking incredible, so I appreciate that, and so, there's a lot of different things I want to talk about. So first and foremost, the biggest thing that I want to get across in this talk is to contextualize the ridiculous opportunity that's in front of all of us because of this device. I genuinely, genuinely believe that me included, there's not a single person in this room that has really quantified yet how much opportunity there really is. And when you even look at, you know, let's talk about all the different sectors that we're gonna talk about here, whether it's tech or music or film, when you look at what's happening with the culture in general and in the slang term of like what's cool, but more importantly, the entire consumer market, the reality is is the stuff that's happening would have never happened if the internet didn't hit scale. The reality is I stand in front of you today and every single other person here that's creating or making things happen and none of us need the cosign of a gatekeeper like we did in 1990, like in 1985, like in 1972. And the reason that is super important to clap up is what actually that means is the relationship now is very basic. It's the person that creates, whether it's business content, whether it's music, whether it's film, whether it's selling t-shirts, it's the person that creates and the audience and nothing actually is in the middle that's stopping you. The, and what's important about that is we've lived through 100, 200 years where people have been in the middle. 
You had to have a printing press. You had to have an agent. You had to have a publisher. You had to have manager. You had to have all this. And the reality is, that's just not the way it is. Every day I navigate earth and people that have you know, bigger platforms than me, business partners, actual people on film, television, things of that nature, are flabbergasted by the leverage and the audience that I have in place when I don't actually have a platform that is national or traditional in any shape. I don't show up on TV. I'm not on a show. I'm not on Netflix. The reality is is that Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and Snap and Spotify and SoundCloud and YouTube and podcasting is the scale. And so first and foremost, yes sir, TikTok too. First and foremost, if whatever you're trying to get across to the world is not popping, that's 100 fucking percent your fault. I'm being dead serious. Everything I just set up for the first three minutes, like I have bad news for everybody in here who loves excuses. That shit worked in 1994. That shit doesn't work no more. And I appreciate it. And the reason that's important is the second you actually realize that is the second you get happy, not sad. I know people sat in here who just had an excuse an hour ago and were like, oh fuck. But the reality is once you realize that if it's not happening, that that is 100% on you, it actually gets you happy, not sad. The problem is, where people get confused is, they're impatient. The 100% foundation of what gives me the great gift and honor, and I'm humbled to be standing here right now, is that I was patient. For the first three years that I was making wine videos on YouTube in 2006, seven, eight, nine, nobody gave a fuck. <laughs> like my mom, but people now start like Instagram accounts and expect in a week for them to pop. People are confused. People out here in the world are trying to build a 1% life and don't realize how hard that is. Shouldn't living the perfect life in your mind actually be hard? It should be hard to be a millionaire because less than 1% of 1%, like it's hard. And so we don't have the right relationship with the realities that it takes to win and more importantly, we really struggle. And I mean really struggle with quantifying time. When I sit here and I look at all these pretty faces and I think about how young everybody is, it's just the number one thing, if you consume my content at all, I keep pushing patience because people don't get it, they don't realize how much time you have. How many people here by show of hands, raise your hands, are under 40? Fuck. <laughs> like, how many people are under 30? You're gonna live three more fucking lives. Thank you. Cause that's really shit, my man. That is, like, you're gonna live three more lives and people are worried about it didn't happen this month. It didn't happen this year. Patience. Because the biggest issues in the system for whatever your ambition is, is patience and number two, people put out shit that's selfish, not selfless. No question for me so much of what's working is every day, everything I put out, everything I do from a content standpoint, I think about why is this bringing value to the other person 
what is this, this keynote? I'm, you know, so many talks in the keynote world are PR releases for the person talking. I'm out here thinking real hard. It's why I always want to do Q&A the whole time. I'm sitting here like, what can I say to this audience that brings them the most value in a world that maybe they've already consumed some of my shit? Like, what can I do? What can I say? What's the breakthrough? What's the insight? What's the fact that we're actually sitting here and exchanging energy that might feel different than in the Instagram feed or on TikTok or whatever it may be? And that's all that's going through my mind the whole time that I stand up here. What can I say that actually gets and listen, when you do what I do for a living and you fucking push free game 24 seven, you're just hoping for four fucking, I'm hoping for three motherfuckers in here to do something about it. I've learned long ago that this, not everybody, everyone's gonna be all fired up in an hour when I'm done. I promise you, you're gonna leave fucking feeling it. And everyone's like, yeah, now I'm gonna really fucking do it. And then next Thursday happens and some dumb shit happens, you're like, yo, fuck everything. I'm grown now, I'm 43, I've been doing this for a minute, I know that. So I'm sitting here like, how the fuck do I give an insight? How do I get somebody to look at it different? Because this is one big game of perspective. Let me promise you, my friends, in the town, I mean, you can't imagine how happy I am being in this town right now. I don't think there's a more special place in the world, let alone America, than fucking Atlanta. It's big facts. So the fact that you're fucking here, and you can be here in this fucking room tonight, you got fucking opportunity. And so for me, let me make you one promise this evening. You find what you're looking for. You wanna find negativity? It's easy as fuck. You wanna find positivity? It's actually easy as fuck. My big thing is that I'm trying to get other people that are happy and positive and optimistic to post more of that. You know, when Delta fucks you up and you're fucking an hour late, you're quick to go to Twitter and be like, fuck you motherfucking Delta. (laughs) When Delta 99.9% of the time takes the miracle of taking a big fucking piece of metal, going in the fucking air and landing you safe, you don't say shit. It's truth. It's the biggest facts. We are loud as fuck about negativity and we're quiet as shit about positivity. And if I leave with anything here, we need to change that dynamic. This is why people are so fucking confused because people are quick to spit negativity but they keep positivity in them which is why every day I take on the responsibility to go the other way because it's in me. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the at-bat. I was born in the Soviet Union. That place fucking sucked shit. I got lucky, get the fuck out, and I'm grateful. I'm grateful to, you know, it, you know, I don't know if any of you have seen this video, but it's one of my favorite things I put out. The math behind being alive is crazy. 400 trillion to one. 400 trillion to one. You were more likely to win the lotto seven times in your life than to be in this fucking room. Like your mom could have got up for another glass of wine. Like. It could, like, you could have been a fucking tree. (laughs) But we're this. And in that, we have to seize the opportunity. And I promise you, and history will look back on this, when we're long gone and we're all chilling in heaven, I'm gonna be like, I fucking told you in 2019 in Atlanta, because look down, here's the fucking data. To be alive right now in our collective age group, 
which is everybody here looking at all the faces, we've got plenty of decades in front of us, to be in this place that we still have a lot of time to execute against this internet thing is a big deal, my friends. This internet thing is crazy. The fact that you could be practical and pay your bills nine to five, but then go home if you choose to and start building your side hustle, our great-grandparents didn't have that option. How many people here over 45? Raise your hands. Let's go. Tommy, raise your hand, old fucker. There we go. I see you. For the ones that just raised their hands, we remember the world pre-internet. I grew, I grew up my whole childhood without the internet. I went to college and never was on the internet once in my life. Like, for the youngsters in here, you're confused. This shit is crazy. We, we used to pay three fucking dollars a minute to be on the internet. Three dollars on that AOL ripoff shit. Every fucker in here would be dead broke if that was the pricing now. We are not contextualizing the opportunity at hand. Before I go into the details of what I want you to do from a written word or an audio or a video standpoint and regardless of what your ambition in this room is, it's there for you. Before I go into that, you have to understand that it takes real hard work for a sustained period of time to get what you want. The amount of people that talk huge game about what they're gonna do but don't put in the work, your ambition out of your mouth doesn't match the work you're putting fucking in. And so I see that every day. I watch, I watch heavy. I spend all my time watching. It's, what I, it's why I do what I do well, because I'm listening every time you don't see me talking. I'm listening, I'm watching. And the reality is, let me promise you something. People that win put in work. There is no fucking shortcut. They're just the way it is. Now the big game here is figuring out who the fuck are you, because the amount of work I put into school was fucking zero. The reason I got F's is I didn't put in the work because I fucking hated that shit. Too many people do shit that they actually don't love, they just think it's gonna make them money. That's where people get caught. You're not lazy, you just don't wanna do that shit. There is no lazy. There's no fucking lazy, you just don't wanna do it. I'm lazy as fuck if you ask me to hang a fucking picture on a wall. I don't wanna do that shit. I can't even order fucking food in a hotel room. I don't like to do it. I'm lazy for that, but I'll work fucking 40 straight hours and doing my craft, my thing. This is one huge fucking game of self-awareness. This is one huge game of self-awareness. Like, who are you, not what you want to be? I wanna fucking be the baby and fucking Sam Darnold, but I'm neither. That's who I want to be, but I ain't them. I have to deploy self-awareness about what I am, who I am, and that's what got me here. And that's what gets everybody everywhere they want to be, but people lack the patience and putting in the work to get there. And that gets me to the point that really matters to me. Listen, if you are not putting out content on the internet every single day at scale, whether it's TikTok or LinkedIn, YouTube or Facebook or Instagram or Snap, you are leaving so much opportunity for whatever you want to happen on the table. This is a very simple game. It's a scene, I love when people see me hanging out with rappers and I'm giving advice and they're like, yo Gary Vee, you say the same shit. I'm like, motherfucker, cause it's right. <laughs> you want me to make up some shit that I don't believe in and tell people? Of course I'm saying the same shit and it's real simple. The fact that we have free music 
platforms like SoundCloud and Spotify and YouTube and Instagram and you can put out music and you're one fucking hook away from your life changing means you need to put fucking music out. And if you want to use perfection or I'm an artist as an excuse that you're actually insecure and you're not sure you're that hot, you do you but fuck you. That's what's actually happening. And so the cat's out of the bag. The cost of entry is zero. It costs nothing. If you've got a smartphone and you're here, you're in play. You're in play. And of course there's always certain things that make it harder and this and that and trust me, I'm not trying to roll in with audacity. My big thing is just nobody cares about your excuse except your other loser friends. It's real, I mean it. Like it's just the truth and like I'm not trying to come up here and rah-rah or put pressure, I'm trying to get people to win and the only thing I've ever seen is when people become accountable and put in the fucking execution. It's as simple as that. It's all I've ever seen. I've never seen anybody luck their way into shit. Luck is the stuff that comes out of losers' fucking mouths. It's just the way it is. It is just fucking real. And so there is, it's crazy, I mean, it's crazy that every fucking word that just came out of my mouth would not be practical and I would not believe in it if it was 1995. I can't believe that. I can't believe that I lived and watched the whole thing happen, that literally nothing I just said I believed was true just 25 years ago, now it's all right here. It's all right here. It's all right here and like I'm just trying to, I'm fucking putting as much pressure, as much as I can out there to get people to understand you can. You just have to create a different perspective. You have to see what you see in a very simple game of this is what I want and I gotta put my head down for a fucking decade, eat shit, execute, and then maybe pop up and see if it happened. And so let's break it down, couple things. The number one thing I think about all day, every day, is underpriced attention. The number one way to have something happen, regardless of what your ambition is in this room, is to find underpriced attention. I define underpriced attention real simple. When, when I wanted to build up my dad's liquor store, nobody was doing email, but email had happened. I knew people were emailing, but nobody was sending deals or offers on email. Email was used like a letter, not like a direct mail advertisement. I started doing deals, wine deals. People converted, it cost me nothing. Everybody was getting on email, but nobody was selling on email, and I fucking squeezed the fuck out of email and pushed it and helped build the business. Then a couple years later, this fucking thing called Google came out. And while everybody was super hot on Yahoo, and yellow pages and that shit. I don't even know the youngsters know what the fuck I'm talking about. Tommy, you know what that is. I said this Google thing's gonna happen and when the ads came out, I was buying every wine term for five and 10 cents and people were clicking it and I was making sales and I didn't care that people didn't know yet. That was actually what I wanted. And then YouTube came out and I looked at it, a couple months after it came out, I said this thing is gonna be huge and I sat down and started making videos about wine and that's when my stuff started getting crazy and then Twitter came out, YouTube sold for $2 billion. I was tired of just using this shit. I wanted to make bigger money. I'm trying to buy the jets out here. And so I, uh, I decided to fucking invest and I invested in Twitter and Facebook and Tumblr and that fucking worked out. And then, and then on and on and on. So that's my game. That's what I'm good at. 
Where are people actually spending their eyes where most people don't believe it? And then how do I go in there and how do I bring the most value? Through my words, through my videos, that's it. Simple game. So let's talk about what that means for you. As we sit in it, how many people in the music or in the music, TV or film business? Raise your hands. Let me just see, raise them high. Listen to me and listen to me good. Because I know again, 95% of you won't really do it. But I'm putting it on the record so I can play this in nine years and say I fucking told you. Right this second, TikTok is crazy. TikTok is crazy. It is crazy underpriced attention. You're more than welcome to say that that's for 14 year old girls. You're more than welcome to say that's for your baby niece. I'm out here putting out content every day. I put out three pieces of content on TikTok yesterday. All three of them got a million views. You have to listen. This is like real estate. This is like investing in a company before it pops, like Amazon and Netflix. This is what I do. I'm telling you right now, in culture, in consumer behavior, the underpriced attention at scale for everybody that just raised their hand is TikTok. Whether TikTok becomes Vine and is gone in a year doesn't mean anything. You're not investing in this forever. You're investing right this second to take the attention. MTV isn't hot either. Like, it's just the way it is. You gotta fucking strike and take the attention when that thing is happening. If you're trying to do music, film, or television, and you are not putting out content, and I'm talking three, four pieces of content on TikTok a day, you're gonna regret the fact that you heard it from me and you didn't do anything about it. It's happening. And so take your ego, take your opinion, take your perception and check that at the door and when you leave here tonight, make a fucking TikTok video, motherfucker. <laughs> Period. I promise, for a lot of you, and by the way, I was looking at the hashtag, I was looking at a lot of people that are here, so many of you suck on Instagram anyway, you might as well try TikTok. <laughs> the amount of people, prediction time, and hit me up on Twitter or DM me, Half this audience that actually does something about what I just said is gonna get more views on one of their first 10 TikToks than they have on any piece of content they ever put on Instagram. It's a fucking fact. So that's that. Number two. <laughs> I'll say it one more time. Post on TikTok, motherfucker. <laughs> Number two. This one's crazy. This one might confuse the fuck of you. I'm talking the most south side slatty fucking rapper should post music on LinkedIn. I know that sounds crazy as fuck. I know you're laughing inside. I know some of you said fuck this guy, he's just making shit up now. But the, I'm telling you right now, the craziest thing, one of the craziest things I'm seeing, and I'm coming here to bring value, I'm gonna give it to you, it's free, here you go. You just gotta need to do something about it. LinkedIn has crazy amounts of attention. Like way more than I've seen in anything organically. TikTok and LinkedIn is the place where you might not have an account at all and you can post with no followers and get people to see it. What's interesting about LinkedIn is that it's acting more like Facebook did five or six years ago. I don't know, how many people here did marketing on Facebook five years ago? Raise your hands. So for the hands that just went up, remember how much organic reach we got just cause? You know, a lot of people broke out because of that. I'm telling you right now, 
LinkedIn is acting like Facebook and whether you have a gym that you wanna sell memberships to, if you got a t-shirt company, if you are a rapper, if you, got, if you wanna be an actor and the kind of stuff that you would put on Instagram or Vine, post on LinkedIn. I know a lot of you don't have a LinkedIn account yet. Sign up, execute. These are the two places at this minute where the attention is wildly underpriced. Now, all of this, which platform, how, what have you, is predicated on a very important part, which is the following. You need to know how you communicate. Some people in here are great at writing. Others are great on video. Others are scared of video because they're insecure of how they look or they feel weird. Others should just do audio. You have to take a step back. <laughs> you like that? I like it too. D-Rock, get that clip. That's at least four million on TikTok. <laughs> you have to figure out how the fuck you communicate. You have to because the biggest thing I see that people struggle with is they're not self-aware enough. They want to be a video star, but they're corny. They, they want to be a writer, but they write like me, no grammar skills. They want something, they're not self-aware. So you have to figure out where the attention is, what the fuck do you have to say, and then most of all, what's the best way for you to say it? I watch so many people try to follow somebody else because they see something worked for somebody without realizing they can't do that or they're not as good at that. Or writing is the big one for me. Right now, everyone's so visual that people don't realize that the writing part, I'll, I'll give you a big one. One of the biggest ways to make your Instagram content pop way more is people don't realize how much the sentences you write along with the picture or video matter in how successful an Instagram. You spend four fucking days on the right angle and the right lighting on the photo and you mail in the copy like it doesn't even matter and it's sometimes 50% of the battle. So that's another insight that I wanna make sure everybody has. Listen, the economy has been ridiculously good for a decade. The internet has scaled to levels we've never seen before. If you're not hitting it right now, you kinda suck. And, and why I wanna say that line is I need you to understand how phenomenal things actually are. There's plenty of social things we need to fix. There's macro shit that's super fucked up and crazy. But for you as an individual to communicate what you want to the world, the door is open. And I'm really, really passionate about getting people to see that, figure out where they wanna go with it, and execute through that door. Because the reality is this, Facebook organic reach was amazing, it went away. I don't know how many of you are paying attention, but I'm seeing your Instagram reach not go the way it was going a couple of months ago, and I know all of you are feeling it, all of you. So, and by the way, just to save everybody time, because I know everybody got way too one-dimensional and became only Instagram, here's the news alert, it's about to get way worse. So it doesn't matter what you're gonna do or what you're gonna hack, and pe people are about to panic. People are gonna start panicking, going back to dumb content, tricks, whatever they can figure, fucking groups to share. The people are about to fucking get scared because everybody just went all in just on Instagram. How many people here follow my content? 
Just raise your hand. Jeez, thank you. So you know, I've been trying to tell you for a minute now, like, please diversify. Get your other platforms up. History repeats itself. This is what happened on Facebook. Facebook fucking owns Instagram. I don't know why people are confused. This has been written and it's about to be way worse. So if you're sitting here and your entire game is Instagram only, you might as well get the fuck up right now and leave. Forget the rest of my keynote and get your fucking Twitter and your YouTube and your TikTok and your LinkedIn and everything up. Where, how are we doing the q and I just wanna know like how, like is it, do we have mics or are you guys running it? Anybody from the conference, I just wanna know how we're doing that. We're running? Okay, cool. You're gonna run it? Is that, who's, got the, who's the runner? Because I wanna go into Q&A in like five minutes. <laughs> you, you, but is it gonna be my mic or do you guys have another mic? All right. Let me know when the, do I hear that? All right. Gotcha right here. What's that, can you throw it up? Okay, got you, all right. Give me like five, okay, in a couple minutes I wanna go into Q&A, so make sure you raise your hand. So let me, let me end with this, and then I wanna go directly into your actual questions. Everything that has ever happened, good for anything, has come through communication. Your relationship, change in society, growth in business, this is one game of communication. I promise you that when you think about every fashion brand that's one, that you dream of building a brand like that, the quality of that hoodie, the quality of that sneaker, the quality of that handbag, there's a lot of brands that can do it. The name, the logo, that fucking swoosh, that's where all the action is. This is one huge game of brand. This is one huge game of can you communicate and get people to give a fuck. Every single person here because of the long tail of how the internet now works, can get their peace. And the reality is, this is where people are unbelievably confused. There's a lot of people in here who think the following. I'm gonna do this XYZ thing, and it's gonna be a million dollar business. It's gonna be a $10 million business. It's gonna be a $100 million business. When in reality is, you don't love your job right now, and all you really need to do is build a business that pays you 87,000 a year, that pays you 112, that pays you 213, 44, if you're smart enough to live humble and actually save money because everybody's out here buying dumb shit they don't need to impress people they don't even fucking like. So, so, at some point, and I'm hoping maybe in a decade because it's gonna take a lot of work, at some point, the North Star of the culture is not gonna be money, it's gonna be happiness. And when we get there, shit can get real interesting. Because if you think happiness, not flexing, all of a sudden, the practicality of building a business, a side hustle, a passion that makes 80,000 a year is way more achievable than the fact that you need a billy. And the second people understand that game, that's when you can really turn what I just talked into into something practical because it's daunting when you make eight bucks on your meme account or a hundred bucks and you're trying to go for a trillion. It gets a lot easier to think you can get there when you put it into context. I, this is straight up. I always wanted to buy the Jets, recognizing how much it was gonna cost. 
but the only real financial goal I ever had growing up was like, man, one day when I make $100,000 a year, I'm gonna fucking make it. And it's interesting, I had this crazy goal, but this other micro goal that now, I get paid for a fucking speech more than that. But the reason is because I was thinking step by step, you like that? <laughs> but, it, but it's interesting, it's interesting. The reason I got there was because I had the humility to make 40 and 50,000 a year, building my dad's business for him, leaving at 34 with nothing. I love when the haters come out on me and be like, don't listen to this fool. He got fucking shit given to him. Motherfucker, I got nothing given to me. I got the right to work 18 hours a day, 365 days a year for my dad, and then leave at 34 with no fucking money. That's the right I got. But what I knew is the shit that I spit to you, which is, you're young. I knew that I wanted to give back to my parents because I was grateful as fuck that they took me out of that shithole Soviet Union. I knew that at 34, that I was still young. I know that I'm fucking young at 43. I think I'm young if you're fucking, I fucking do business with 78 year olds. These motherfuckers think they're living another 100 years. <laughs> it's mindset, bro. I don't understand. I got people that are 28, they're like, oh shit, in two years my life's over. And then there's people that are 82 and like, man, I'm building some shit that's gonna launch in 30 years. I'm like, motherfucker, you're gonna be dead. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Mindset. We do not have a good relationship with time. We don't. We're impatient. We're impatient because we care about what other people think about us. That's the fucking game. You know it, I know it. We're doing way too much shit based on other people's fucking opinion. And the only thing that I got lucky with is when I was 26 and I was carrying out a case of champagne for my friends when they would stop by the liquor store and they would laugh at me when they went in the car because I was working for my dad's liquor store and I was such a loser, the only thing that went through my mind is, laugh now, motherfucker. Because I'm not worried that I'm down 20 points in the first quarter. This shit only ends when triple zero hits the fucking clock. And so I highly recommend, because I got so much love for this room, for real, for real, that all of you realize it's not even halftime. It's not even fucking halftime. When the Knicks or the Hawks or anybody else goes on a 14-0 run, the road team, and they call a timeout, and all the crowd boos, the home team's pissed, those players don't hear it. Plus, the NBA really wraps up in the last five minutes anyway. Like, they don't hear it. The problem is, for 99% of the people in society, they're hearing boos in the first quarter, and it's fucking them up. Turn out the noise, and let me give you an insight on boos, and then we're gonna go into Q&A, and you, you just go wherever you go with Mike. Let me give you an insight on why so many people struggle with people booing them. It's because you're getting too high when people cheer you. It's true. It's true. You can't, um, with, with this ridiculous love that's coming in the room, with all the nice words that were said to me as I went over here, I can't hear it. For as much, you know, I read my comments for real, for real. Gary, you the goat. Gary, you're a snake oil salesman. Gary, you're Jesus. Gary, fuck you. Gary. <laughs> I got news for everybody. I don't hear the cheering, which helps me not hear the booing. It, humility, humility is the fucking key. So many people out here hit something, 
there's, I'm watching so many people get a nice little viral, I mean, there's people who get a viral hit and they think they're somebody. They get so confused out here. People are confused out here. Prince fucking died, we gave him 24 hours on social media and we all went on with our fucking lives. So who the fuck are you? The ability to think you're the fucking best in the world and I fucking believe that shit, but also knowing that nobody gives a fuck, that balance is the motherfucking game. Figure it the fuck out. Thank you. We're gonna have a line up. You got it, got you. Real quick, we're gonna go right there. Oh, that's for me? We're gonna do the Q&As to the left and right of the stage. There's a gentleman on the left side here. If you form a line, there's a young lady on the right side. The line is right here. Stand back here, sit down everyone because we want everyone to see and hear. The line starts right here, the line starts on the other side. Thank you all. All right, let's go. Hey, hey Gary, how you doing? Yo, for everybody leaving, the Q&A is the fucking fire. You fucked up. Just telling you, just telling you. All right. Here we go. Hey, Gary. My name is Alonzo Alston, at N-C-E-N-T Lawyer, N-C-E-N-T Lawyer. Want to tell you straight up, though, thank you. You did some great work with my client, FGTV, Vincent. We really appreciate everything. Um, but what we're experiencing a lot from what you do well is building brands and building awareness around your individual brand. But what a lot of people don't understand is, and I think personally, seeing working with celebrities and stars, you're not gonna be successful if your back end isn't right. And when we did our deal with you, it happened in a week. There was a substantial amount of money, but it was clean, terms were great. Can you talk about the transition from gaining the attention to putting people who work with you in a position to be successful and, and spiriting that? So look, there's only two things. Can you get people to know what you're doing? And then what happens next? I tell companies come to me all the time at VaynerMedia and we look at their product and inevitably I'm like, man, this is some shit. And I tell them, I'm like, listen, we're the best in the world at what we do, but I'm about to speed up everybody knowing that your product is dog shit. And that's how I think about that. It doesn't matter how much everybody knows. If you don't deliver, it just speeds up the inevitable failure. And so most people don't think about the steak. They spend all their time worried about the sizzle. I start with the steak, then later I bring the sizzle. That's it. Thank you. You got it. Hi. Hey, from Jersey. I love it. Where? East Brunswick. Let's go. Um, my question is, I, I remember a video. Uh, I remember a video you posted. You buy stuff like that. Flip it. Flip it. Yes. So I started doing something similar on Amazon. So yes. retail arbitrage. Now I'm trying to expand and I find it very difficult to grow. Like it's difficult to get business loans like with an LLC, et so cetera, et cetera. You're talking grow from a cash flow standpoint? Just everything from product sourcing, private labeling, just getting capital, everything. I just I just noticed when I spend more, I make a lot, lot, lot more. Okay. So is the question, how like, do I scale? expand? Scale, that's exactly it. You need to learn how to be an operator and an entrepreneur. You gotta go through it. My great advantage was by giving no fucks about school, I got to be an entrepreneur from the get. Right, like I've been practicing buying, selling. Same thing. 
So great. So so then so then what it might be is just patience. Okay. Like, because you see that it works, it gets you hungry. So you got two moves. Fuck banks. Fuck VCs. They're in the business of saying no. So either you find some money from friends and family or you randomly cold call and email a thousand fucking people and miraculously one gives it to you or you keep taking the profits from what you're doing and reinvest. I'm telling you, people are just not patient. People trying to build big businesses, it should be hard. It should be hard. $100 a month last, with $100 investment, last August and I think the top I was doing at least 15K a month. Think about how big of a From fucking, the I know no what's problem. out there. Now the answer to you is just do that again. Yeah. Right, like that's, people get impatient and try to do different shit than what got them there. Everything you did with 100, do that with 15,000. You got it. How you doing? My name is DP. DP, what's up? Pretty good, man. I'm a disabled veteran. I was in the military 12 years. I got Thank you for your service, bro. Appreciate it, brother. Let's clap it up for this man, for us. Yeah. I got in the music industry. I was very successful. But the thing, I, I know they say that, you know, to become a millionaire, you gotta have about seven streams of income. That's bullshit. It's bullshit. Straight Ooh. fucking bullshit. So my, my question is this. I have multiple businesses, but it's, I'm trying to find balance because I'm like, I can put all into one and then the other ones fall, but I what put make, a little What in. makes you happy? Because look, you're talking to somebody who does 800 things because my theory is like, if I've got 800 balls in the air, and let's actually make it real. If I've got 44 balls in the air, I'm okay with seven breaking because A, I don't give a fuck about your judgment on those L's, and that's the big one, and two, I still got 37 balls in the air and that's how I like to juggle. Other people are type A, really, they just enjoy one thing, head down. There is no right answer. The reason I said it's a bullshit that you need seven, you don't need seven streams of income. You could. There's a fuck. So if you enjoy it, bro, be happy. As long as you can deal with the judgment that when you talk shit that your fucking burger business was gonna kill it, but then it was one of the things that dropped because you were worried about something else. As long as you can deal with those L's, then just make yourself happy. That's what I do. I'm not worried if my wine or my case list or this, I'm not worried what fails. The fuck does that have to do with you judging my L's? Be happy, bro. Yo, what's going Yo. on? Love the content, dude. Love the insight. Love everything about Thank you, you man. You're actually everything I thought you were, and I love Thank that. Thank you, bro. Uh, first, I want to start by saying, um, so I manage a producer. Uh, we just went gold, uh, and we just hit number one on Billboard. Congrats. But like you said, bringing the steak, like, how do you get the steak there? Because like I'm, I'm gaining networks and I'm like, you know, I'm in the mix, but it's, I want things to stick and I want things to kind of move and consistently move in a consistent make, way. Make it, make it more literal for me instead of macro. Meaning, you want another, you want another hit. I want placements. I want, I want to continue to have placements and and be in the studios with great people. And I kind of have the access, but on a consistent basis of you know. It's the same old thing, man. Honestly and you know this, right. it's like, you, you know what got you there, right. you know that it goes up and down, you're at right. the mercy of the artist, right. some artists hit something like that, right. and they check out for life. Right. Others, it gets them hungry to keep going. Facts. You're at the mercy of the art of the producer or the artist or what have you, and so 
what you just need to do is keep putting head down, putting head down, keep putting head down. Just, like it's not gonna come fast, bro. Right, of course. Everybody's so confused that it comes, it just doesn't come fast. Right. So what do you need to do? Don't be full of shit. Right. Because the number one thing that people happen when they have a little bit of leverage is they start over-promising and under-delivering. Exactly. So don't be full of shit. Right. Make sure your word is bond so that people trust you long-term. Right. And get dude back into the studio making fucking bangers. Voila, have a good average. That's it. Thank you, bro. Take me back. I will. Gary V. What's good? My name is Charity Croft. I'm a public speaker. I'm a rapper. And um, first, I want to tell you that I look up to you more than arguably any person on this planet. Thank you. Bro. And um, through studying your content, through studying what attention arbitrage is and consistently providing value, I have gained over 200 million views from studying you. And I want you to know, I know you said that part of the reason that you do this is for when people to come back and tell you that that shit worked. Every, everything that I, all the success that I've gotten thus far is a result of studying you and I'm eternally grateful. And your execution. Now let and me- And your execution. I appreciate that. My, here's my question on execution. The, it's gotten successful, like I said, it's gotten over 200 million views and shit is doing good. My issue is discipline and consistently creating it. And I know you're a person that's like naturally disciplined. I, I'm naturally disciplined because anything I don't want to do, I don't do. And everything I want to do, I do. What do you do to force yourself to show up every day and make it happen? By doing things I want to be doing. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I'm willing to give up money every day of the week even when I didn't have it to not do something I don't want to fucking do. Yeah. It's real. So. Like, whatever you don't want to be doing, don't do it. Well, I got one more thing to say to you. Let's go back to the first one. What's up? What are you struggling to do? My, uh, it's, con it's consistently creating. Like I said, I've gotten, it works. But honestly, I just be wanting to lay in the fucking bed just because that's just natural, Why? you know. Why? Uh, it's the tedious part, so I make videos, right? And so I have to edit them myself, and I... So hire somebody to edit? Yeah, and that's a whole... There's fucking 800 editors in here right now. Yeah, that's real. Instead of... Real quick, real quick, this is important, real quick. Instead of buying some dumb shit, hire an editor. You see where, you see where I'm going? Like, you gotta reinvest. What too many people do is it works because they got talent, and this is why it was important for the go to back. I love you for being honest with all of us, that's hard. Like, I don't wanna do that part, good. Bro, I don't wanna do anything. Do you understand that if you told me to book my flight to San Francisco tomorrow, that I'd fucking die? I'm, people are laughing, I'm being serious. Like, I'd be like, no, fuck it, I'll just stay in Atlanta. Like, I don't wanna do it. So I hire people to do it. If you're fortunate enough to be able to afford it, or more importantly, there's so many people hungry to edit. It, there's people that are willing to do it for free just for exposure. Like, you gotta, you gotta stop doing shit you don't want and triple down on the stuff you want to do. That's how you get out of fucking bed. I have one last thing to say. Let, let me okay. bounce around. Okay. Which hat though? Hey, so my man that just asked a question though. Go ahead. My, uh, uh, fuck it. <laughs> Gary, uh, yeah. first and foremost, you and Nip, y'all inspired me and my business partner to create a digital advertising agency. So thank you for that. Good for you. My name is CJ the Orator, C-J-T-H-E-O-R-A-T-O-R. 
Any artists that need marketing to holler at me? STL, <laughs> simple question. You said before you can't put the same type of content on each platform. Correct. So how, what are you observing from each platform to say, I need to move like this on Snapchat, I gotta move on this on YouTube, I gotta move like this on Instagram. What are you observing from each individual platform to make those decisions, that's it. The, I listen and watch the culture within it. The keynote I'm gonna give here right now is gonna be very different than the keynote I give to 65-year-old white executives at an offsite on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. Different slang, different references, they wouldn't know the baby if you punched him in the fucking face. So what, I, what do you do? You have to know the fucking room and make it contextual. So Twitter works this way, Snap works this way. How do I do that? Because the shit I tell all of you to do, I do. Cause I read, cause I listen, cause I watch. I look for the slang term that people use on TikTok versus what they use, like they're all different. They're all different, so it's about listening. Listen, the number one thing people have confused about me because I'm always talking when I got people as guests. I'm, you know how frustrated you get with me not cutting people off and all that shit. But I'm listening. And so you got to listen to the platforms. That's it. Gotcha. Hey, Gary V. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. My name is Sydney Berrigan, Instagram at Tip Money. Um, I just had a question about kind of, I hear a lot of things about people saying my attention is too divided, I'm not so serious in what I'm doing because I'm an actress, model. Who's telling you that? Everyone. Do you want those people's lives? Mm, hell no. So why the fuck are you listening to that? I'm, well, okay, it's um, because I feel like I'm, I know, right? Uh, because no, no, I, that's it. Yeah, okay. The fuck are you listening to somebody that you have no interest in being like? But the, but the reason I'm, the reason I'm, the reason I'm stopping there is I can't believe how many of you listen to people you don't want to be like. That makes no goddamn sense. So, Fuck them. So it's okay that I'm a law student, actress, model, trying to open a business in Atlanta. You're fucking and 17. What the fuck are you worried about? Of course it's okay. You got fucking five more lives. Okay. Of course it's okay. Based on who? Who? You know, exactly, like what, your parents, your siblings, your best friends, other people, it's not their life. I agree. People are either playing offense or defense. Most people get into defense too early. People think they're wrapping up and then they want everybody else to play defense because subconsciously misery loves company. Right. You just, you don't want their life, so don't fucking listen to them. Thank you. You're welcome. Hello, my name is Unique. I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio. I'm Let's a go. The Rap Plug Crew. I'm a Buckeye. Um, but I just want to be really transparent um, here on the mic. I had no idea who you were. The fuck? At all. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. That makes had, a lot of sense. The, I get I, it. And I had no idea what A3C was until yep. um, I, I got with Rap Plug and they taught me a lot of things and I'm thankful to be able to be here. So thank you so much to that. So for a person that knows, cause I'm a serial entrepreneur, I'm a nurse, I do all kind of healthcare things. Well, I've decided, you know, I wanna really do what I really wanna do, which is to go into entertainment, which is Good why I'm you. here, Good which is why I'm learning. Let's go. My question to you is, because I've been successful at my other businesses, I'm really scared that what if I don't be who I wanna be, what I'm trying to do, because I've already, I've already did something good somewhere else, so now the pressure's on. What would you say to a new person that's starting into the industry? Um, coming from a place, I've just been here a week, what do I need to do or, or 
I don't know. I don't even know what questions to ask because I just you don't know. You asked a great question. Let me give you the first part of it. When you go do your thing in this entertainment business and it doesn't work, you could always go back and do the shit you know how to do. That's I'm so confused by this. But People I don't like, want it to not work. No shit. <laughs> I'm aware that you don't want it to not work. It just might. And as long as you have a relationship with winning and losing, you're good. This is about having a relationship with losing. The amount of insecurity that's out there is absurd. People are scared about losing. To who? Who the fuck are you scared of losing to? What's gonna happen? Your mom is gonna call you and be like, you're a fucking loser, I told you. Right. You should have been a nurse. Who gives right. and say, fuck you, mom? <laughs> I'm on some serious right. shit right now. Right. What, who? Who's gonna tell you? Whose loss is it besides yours? Because I'm promising you something right now, my dear. The number one thing every fucking person in here should be worried about is regret. You want some real poison? You want some shit that really hurts? Wait till you get to 80 and you regret that you didn't fucking try. Yeah, yeah you're right. I know. You know why? Because you people should be spending more time with elderly that aren't their family. You speak to elderly that aren't your family, you see one theme, regret. They don't talk about what they did, they talk about what they didn't do. So what? Go, go hard in Atlanta, ATL, everything's happening here, you go hard, you go at it real hard for a couple of years, three, four, five, whatever your patience is based on finances, what you want in your life, and if you decide to go back, at least when you're 92, you're sitting there and being like, man, I wish, you don't get I wish out of your mouth. Thank you. You're welcome. How you doing, Gary? My name is Rod Raspi. I'm an artist, producer, professional event crasher, <laughs> and um, possibly your uh, future guest star on your podcast. I can't wait. Yeah, so um, I'm Because your hair here. is fucking amazing. Yeah, thank you very yeah. much. So um, I, I came on here for two reasons. One, um, now that I have the center of attention on the stage, if there's any artist in here that needs fire beats from a guy from New York, holler at me. If there's any radio promoters that need a fire song from me, come holler at me. Gary Vee, uh, I know you got your guy, so please tell him to holler at me. My question is this, though. There's a lot of young, talented artists that don't have an outlet to get out there, besides all the sure streaming ones. Besides the streaming ones. The streaming ones are the fucking game. Exactly. What I'm trying to say is some of them need that push. No, that mechanical don't. push. The market is the push. People are confused about the push. Bro, everybody who's getting pushes now got hot with the end consumer. Nobody's wasting time guessing on a push. They're waiting to see somebody who actually has heat. Don't get confused. There's no mastermind. Coach K, Scooter, you know, Guy Osiri, fuck. Nobody's behind the scenes giving that push. The market is the push. Why would you give a push to something unknown? Wait for somebody to pop on SoundCloud, on Spotify, on Insta, on YouTube, and then you push. The game of the 80s and 90s and early 2000s of guessing and giving a push are over. And it's real quiet in here right now. Yeah. It's real quiet. Let me tell you why it's quiet. I just heard a, a it's not fart. fun to have no excuse. It's not fun to have no excuse. But that's the fucking market. I'm gonna be right here so we can talk about that okay. podcast though. You I'm serious. It. How you doing? Yes, I made it. You made it. I made it. Hi, I'm India Monet. It's underscore India Monet on Instagram. I am now 
a real estate investor. I started investing like three or four years ago and it was because I was like, I was a creative and I was a stylist. And a lot of you probably are entrepreneurs, artists, starving artists. And for me, I got hit by a drunk driver. So my one stream of income was over with. Um, so I ended up in a wheelchair for like six months. And while I was in that wheelchair, I got pins and screws in my feet and everything. But while I was in that wheelchair, I knew that I needed to create more stability for myself. I had a four-year-old and I couldn't even see him at preschool when he started preschool. And so I started studying real estate and literally bought my first property. And within a year I had six. And so I remember one day going into a bank and they were like, you know, almost kind of profiling me because I had on an Adidas suit and I'm sending $20,000 wire to Ohio to get one of my rehabs taken care of. And it gave me such a hassle because they're not used to investors looking like me, right? So because of that and because some of my clients and peers had more money, more liquid than me, but they didn't own shit. And I did, and I was like, we gotta stop spending our money on bullshit. So I started a brand called Landover Labels and I travel everywhere teaching black millennials how to invest in real estate. Um, our last, Brie was actually in my class. Um, and on June 30th, and I had a girl close on September 12th. So it works, right? August 20th. It works. It works. Our, our seminars are eight hours. Our last one of the year is next Sunday, y'all. So um, my question, though, is I've gotten slack because I target black millennials. And the reason why I do is because black slack people own who? less than 5% of the wealth slack in America. From who? A lot of people. No, are, no, no. Why who? do you? Well, who? Mostly peers, Sally, honestly. Sally Pants Mostly peers. They said, well, oh, you need to take the black out of the bio, and why are you targeting? Do tell, you think that is affecting them, my business? No, I do not. Tell them to go find, mind their own fucking business. Okay. <laughs> do what, okay. Do what Do you think it's offensive to other races that I say wealth building for black millennials? Uh, first of all, it's not for me to say. The reality is, do you? They put me in that position. No, no, no. I have white no, no, people no, no, come no, no, to my class no, 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 no. and I don't mind. Do you think it's offensive? No, but Good. I can understand when people feel away. No, fuck them. Okay. Hi, Gary. Hi. I love you. I love you back. <laughs> so I have a product Shh. and it's a dryer for wigs, makeup brushes, hair. It's nothing like it on the market. Okay. Um, I kind of launched it just to jump out there. I wasn't really ready yet. And I wore this t-shirt. I, I got t-shirts made and had a team. So it kind of took off a little bit, but I don't have the capital to get product yet or get it how I want it. And I don't want to put it out half-assed. So I didn't know if it's a good idea to do pre, I don't know what to do next. Do so you could do a couple. Yep, pre-sell is a real good idea. That's why Kickstarter, and Indiegogo and all those things mattered. Like if you got, if you caught a little heat, fire in a good way, that there's some interest, and you, as long as you play this game, I always say always pre-sale if you've got this game. You take people's money, you have an idea of what you're gonna deliver them. If when the shit comes out, it's not good, you need to be prepared to give people their money back. Eek. Eek is right. So. <laughs> So that's good for pre-sale if you feel good about that. Okay. If not, borrow money, raise capital. People, people think you need to go to some big VC in San Francisco. The reality, and you know this, the reality is 500 bucks here, 2,000 there. You, you know, what are you gonna do, just sit in your head? You either gotta raise capital or take pre-sale 
or work a job and save money. Like, there's not that many options. Okay, and then at pitch competitions for like tech and stuff like that, for tech, they're yep. mostly for tech. Now my product could be tech, but I feel like I'm not lose, I'm losing because everything is so Don't waste out. time on competitions for that miracle lottery ticket of a $10,000 grant. Mm -hmm. Go and ask people for money, have a job and save all your money, or take pre-sales. And do I give them a percentage of the business or I just pay Who? them back like a loan? Whoever it, I borrow money it from. It depends on how nice that person is. Okay. Got All it? Right, thank you. You got it. How's it going, Gary? Real good. It's good to see you in the flesh. You know, thank I always you, see you online. And, thank you, you bro. Know, um, Big fan. My name is Gene One. I'm coming from Toronto. I don't know where Toronto's at. Where's the six at, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm, I'm a rapper from, from uh, the West End. But basically, what my question is, aside from being an artist and a rapper, um, I'm also in the midst of starting my own non-for-profit organization with community work. And my, my main question is, what would be your advice uh, for someone that's young, you know, someone that looks like myself in particular, uh, you know, starting an organization, but also building uh, international connections and relations, like coming over borders, not just in the U.S., but, you know, in different countries. Like, and I'm sure you're well versed in, and you know about what all that. What would you like to happen? Well, it's a, it's a community organization. We focus on, you know, community work, uh, whether we focus on hip hop, you know, break dancing, graffiti art, uh, beat making, rapping, lyric, you know, lyric songwriting workshops. Um, and that's the main goal. Have you done any yet? Yeah, yeah, we have, you know, we're doing our thing in Toronto. So, so I would film that shit and put it on LinkedIn organic like crazy to build leverage about awareness to then look what people, how people respond to you, right? You need to build awareness. But I think the bigger question is what would you like to happen? Like what are you looking for, money, board members? Awareness, like what do you want to happen? Awareness, like as a non-for-profit, what, what are some of the things that a young person could do to build a connection per se that someone would want to you know, invest or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, two things. One, put out content and be patient for two years and let it eventually come to you or knock on doors and just ask. This is either brand or sales. You're either asking or you're building awareness patiently for it to come to you. But on a technical level, like, is there any limitations that would stop, you know, an international kind of co like connection in terms? Meaning, of you're a Canadian citizen, you can't do it in the U.S. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, okay. I'm not sure. Okay. This fucking president's got shit all whacked yeah. up, so I have no yeah. idea. Um, real, 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 real quick to leverage. My next question is perfect that you were talking about LinkedIn and TikTok. Um, I feel like a lot of us are, you know, scared of those platforms because you know we don't know about them too much, or you know whether it's fresh or whatever. And, and how do we actually build a following on something like that? It's, this is all about putting out content. This is all about putting out content. That's how you build an audience. It's simple. And worrying about whether it's fresh or not, it doesn't mean shit. Word. Thank you, know? you, Gary. If it's not fresh, the cool kids aren't gonna see you anyway. Let's limit it to one question, please. Thank you. Oh my God, I'm such a huge fan of you, Gary. You've Thank like you. carried me. So I'm gonna go straight Shh. to the point. I'm a singer and this year I just found my voice and I've been struggling to figure out how to create content and what works. Two things, you talked about TikTok. I opened up a TikTok account last month. I posted three videos, no views. So it's kind of dread dreadful not knowing how to figure it out. Second- You put up three videos though. Yeah, second- But, 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 but I wanna stay on it because okay. I want you to win. You need to put three a day Every day, like I put out a video that was 20 minutes long every day, five days a week for two years and nobody gave a fuck. 
the fuck are you giving up after three fucking videos? <laughs> no, but seriously, this really fucking matters to me. I want, every, I want you to win, I want everybody to win. The fuck is supposed to happen in three videos? You're right, I'm gonna keep posting. Second thing, uh, make it quick. For LinkedIn, oh. Go ahead, go fast. For, for LinkedIn, so I'm a software tester at nine to five and I have a profile Shh. for that. So how does that, how would I create another account? Don't, just post on that. It won't hurt But you. it's corporate. You work for somebody you mean? Yeah, nine to five. Great, create a separate account with okay. your artist name on it then. Hey, how you doing, Gary? Good, bro. Uh, my name is Marcus Blackwell. Marcus. I founded a company called Make Music Count. It's an app that teaches math by learning how to play hip-hop songs on the piano. Okay. Um, my question for you is, in your opinion, what's best to do? Uh, bootstrapping or going after VCs and fundraising? And, well, if it's bootstrapping, how long do you bootstrap to then go after the investors? Is, well, why go after investors at all? This investor thing fucked everybody up. It really did. Everybody thinks it's like a goal to invest. Like, if you're able to make money, like, why are you giving up any part of your business? And before you even, like, you need to spend some time to figure out how much money you can or can't do. As far as investors, I still think that people need to look for high net worth friends and relatives and associates more than a proper VC. The amount of time that people waste trying to get in front of VCs only to get a big fat NO is a million. And it's not just people, it's white dudes, it's minorities, like 99% get a no. It's a bad game. Build an actual business. Takes time. You're young. Appreciate it, thank you. Got you. Hello. Hey Gary, how are you? I'm good, how are you? My artist's name is uh, Pearl Energy. I'm from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, and you know, I value your perspective on the internet and what it can do for people's lives. So yes. I wanna talk viral. Um, to my understanding, viral content is something that catches a lot of momentum organically. Yes. So in your opinion, what would it take to create a viral music video, being that it's something that's planned? So real quick, there is no architecture for viral. The definition of viral is you can't control it. The only thing you can really do to give yourself a better chance to go viral is to put out more shit. If there was a formula for viral, everybody would have fucking done it by now. One of the things that does work is underpriced attention. It's why, like, it is way more likely for you to go viral on TikTok right now than any other platform. Got it? There's no formula. People think there's formulas. There's just execution and patience. You got it. Hold on, go ahead. Hello. Oh, hi, I'm Behavia Stewart. I currently work in strategy consulting and I actually create a lot of content on LinkedIn and it has been popping. Um, so Tell them again for the ones in the back. Yeah, I create a lot of content on LinkedIn and it has been popping. And of Say course, it one more time for me, please. <laughs> We create a lot of, con I create a lot of content on LinkedIn and it has been popping. Thank you. So of course, a lot of us consume your content. Shh, I can't and hear, please. one thing that I've noticed is that you've been able to capture an audience due to your storytelling skills. So do you have any advice on what we can do to build storytelling skills so that we can also build an authentic following? Yes, so listen, thank you so much for this question. It's a really good one. The number one thing that people need to realize is weirdly, you're more interesting than you think but you've gotta dig deep into every part about you. Look what's happening in the culture. Look at all the nerd shit that's cool now. Dragon Ball Z couldn't be cool in fucking hip hop 20 years ago. Are you crazy? Like, 
The reason it works is because it's authentic to people. It's what people actually wanted. You need to be real smart about every little story. I share my lemonade stand, my baseball cards, my this, my that. You gotta share your true stories. That always, the most unique thing about you is the thing that gives you the best story taken care of. The truth is always the best story. It's, it really matters. People are trying to front. People are trying to paint a picture of who they are, not what they actually lived, which is why people lose. Tell your fucking story. I mean, I grew up loving hip hop in the generation where the only thing that was cool was being hard as fuck from a shitty place. People made up shit about their backstories because if you visit your auntie in the hood, you may pretend you lived there because you couldn't win if you were from the suburbs. Thank God you can now be whoever the fuck you want. Uh, hey Gary, what's up? Um, I'm 19 years old, I'm, I flew from Vancouver and I basically run a hip hop YouTube channel called uh, Kids Take Over. Uh, it's because I believe kids can achieve everything through the internet and I've interviewed like Murder Beats, uh, Saw Baby, uh, Shoreline Mafia, Zaytoven and I did this all through literally hustling through the internet. I just sent a DM or an email and- You um, fucking asked. Yeah, and, and my last video got 250,000 views, and basically, thank you guys, thank you guys so much. And um, my question to you is, I know that you maneuvered your way through the music industry within the past, I think, two years or so. 10 um, years. Okay. But, um, the, but the reason I'm taking this advantage, me yeah. and Mike Boyd have been doing this. Yeah. Hip hop at lunch was popping in 2009. We were fucking giving Travis Porter love before some of you were fucking in high school. Like, I've been doing this. I love when people think this is today. The only thing about today is I quadruple down on my content and show you everything. We've been doing this. But go ahead. Well, my question to you, my question to you is, I told you I interviewed the Zaytovens and the Murder Beats. Hey, D-Rock, shut up. Shh, get him quiet, thank you. I still love you, D-Rock, but uh, how do I go from the Murder Beats and the Zaytovens to the, the Babies and the Lil Uzi Birds? How do you go? How do I make that jump from, from those artists to the, the tier one artists? In the same way you did the first part. You fucking ask, you keep putting out fire content, and the more you keep doing it, the more likely you're gonna get somebody like that. Plus, like Lyrical Lemonade, like Rolling Loud, like everything else, a lot of the people you're gonna get early are gonna become the fucking people. I'm fucking DMing Gunna when he has 6,000 followers on Instagram, not when he has two million. I'm hitting up Keed when he had 5,000. So what happens? You put in work. It's the answer I gave you right away. You said two years and you're right because that's what people can publicly see. It's been 10 years. So that's how it actually works. Keep doing exactly what you're doing, right? You're in Vancouver, Killy should be next. He's from Toronto, he's a Canada boy. Just put in work, put in work, put in work. Eventually those people become the people. Got you. I'm gonna do that, thank you. So we only have room for two more questions. Oh, what's up, Gary? What's good? My name is Free Guy Savvy. Okay, my question is, it's about content. So how do you feel about like, like reposting content while you're working on new content? Hell yeah, especially if you create new context around old content. You see where I'm going? Yeah. And that can happen in words. Like you can post something that you put out two years ago again today and tell the story about what happened after you posted that content. People like, people are intrigued by shit. There's a feature on TikTok where you can make a video over a piece of content. You can make a video of you talking about shit you posted two years ago. 
I could post the same fucking piece of content 47,000 times over. You just gotta keep adding context. Got it? I got you. Hi Gary, one more question. Um, so, I'm a radio oh, personality no here in Atlanta and I grew my social media following from being the cute girl posting the pics and then I converted over once I got on the radio because I realized the power of my personality gotcha. and the inspiration. Okay. So I've been posting videos more recently that are inspiring and you do a lot of that yourself. But my question is how do you post and be consistent with posting when you yourself aren't feeling inspired? By telling the people that you're not feeling inspired today. You can't pose that you're fucking feeling it. You need to tell them you're not feeling it, which is gonna make them all feel even closer to you. My biggest problem right now, I wish I could post tomorrow saying I'm not feeling it. That shit would crush. Cause you haven't seen that from me. But I just still feel it. So don't go try and inspire people when you're fucking feeling terrible. Tell them that you're feeling terrible. This is one big fucking game of the people that tell the most truths win. I will forever until I'm done. You got you. Atlanta, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Fucking love you. Do you. Let's go. As we end today's podcast, I want to give a huge shout out to the people. You know, it's so funny. People that leave reviews and written reviews of this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and all the other platforms just mean the world to me. You've taken an extra 13 to 95 seconds to show love and also give context to people of why this is a worthwhile podcast. So I appreciate that so much. And even more fun, because uh, I think we all love a little cosign or a shout out or a little awareness. Uh, I'm gonna have the team give a couple of shout outs uh, daily on uh, our favorite reviews. So take it away, which were our favorites this week? Thanks, Gary. Today's highlighted review is Real and Raw by Coach Keith S. Real advice and given in an authentic and vulnerable way. Gary does not hold back, but everything he says is gold. Great podcast for any entrepreneurs looking to grow their brand while being in service to others. Keep those reviews coming. We could highlight yours next.